You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast with your host, Mimi Footnip. That's me. I am your resident pedal pumper, podcaster, pedal pumping addict. And I am here to chat with you uh, yet again about pedal pumping because, you know, who whoever gets tired of talking about pedal pumping? I don't know. I talk everybody's ear off about it and... Uh, not everyone, not everyone wants to listen, but I know you guys do. You're a great audience. So thank you. Thanks for tuning in every week. I post a new podcast every Thursday. At least that's been the schedule up until now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll change it in the future, but I don't really have plans to, uh, I just kind of hop on here and ramble at you guys for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, just pedal pumping fun. And some of you send me emails with pedal pumping stories or questions for me. And I try to get to all of them uh, on the podcast sooner or later. And I will share an email later in the podcast today with you from uh, I'm just going to say an anonymous person. He didn't really say if he wanted me to keep him anonymous or not. So I'm just going to like err on the side of caution uh, just because, you know, I, I want to respect everyone's privacy. Uh, some of you know that I, if, if you subscribe to my OnlyFans or Avian Stars or if you've bought clips in my clip store, I don't show my face or if I do, it's not really a lot, you know, kind of just the side or my ear or something, you know, like the back of my head or, um, so that I'm not really identifiable as a as a person in in the videos because I also have another online business and I don't know facial recognition technology and stuff like that kind of spooks me out I'm kind of an old school Gen Xer so like I don't know I'm not as comfortable like I don't have I'm wondering <laughs> if any of you can relate maybe not but I have the iPhone 12 pro I think and it it wants to use my face to unlock my phone and I'm like nope nope we're not doing that Apple sorry and I'm not like some kind of conspiracy theorist or thinks you know like the government or big business is like out to do me dirty but I still just don't I I have trust issues I guess I just I'm like you know sometimes I like look at my phone when I'm you know in the bathtub or something like I don't really want like nudes going out to Apple (laughs) anyway (laughs) I want to read today an email that that someone sent me and chat kind of about you know what's going on in the pedal pumping world but before I do that we'll take a quick break All right, cool. We're back. And I want to read this to you. I'll just say this is from an anonymous fan. And he says, heard your newest fine podcast this afternoon. The person who wrote the email to which you referred was correct when he said the pedal pumping fetish opened up in the 90s with the advent of the internet. I would bet that most people, including myself, who developed the fetish at an early age, thought that they were the only ones into it and felt weird about it. Before I got married in the 70s, I told my future wife about it and she was fine with it. In fact, 
She bought a floor-mounted Toyota gas pedal since our cars only had suspended ones, and I mounted it on a board which resembled a driving simulator. By using a tape of cranking sounds, we could have some indoor fun. Unfortunately, even by the 70s, the golden age of pedal pumping was at an end. It was left to people who created websites to film models and classic cars to keep the fetish alive. The biggest detriment to the fetish was due to the following. Fuel injection, suspended gas pedals, bucket seats, which prevented passenger interaction, the need to place the foot on the brake pedal instead of the gas pedal when starting. The situation will only become worse unless people like yourself come forward to try to preserve the best aspects of the golden age. As far as piano, pedal, and organ pumping is concerned, I have found this to be a turn-on in the absence of car pedal pumping. Thank you for all your efforts and best wishes for continued success. Thank you so much. I love this email. It really brings up a lot of things that I'm also thinking and introduces some cool new ideas. First of all, I would also bet that most people who developed the a pedal pumping fetish before the internet, before you could just go and Google it and discover, oh, there's lots of other people that are into this, probably thought I'm the only person that gets turned on by this thing. Like it's, you know... Um, kind of a unique to me type of experience and how cool is it that that it's way more universal than one might think and it is interesting to talk about the golden age of pedal pumping because of things like carbureted cars and floor mounted gas pedals and bench seats all all that kind of good stuff and yeah there's definitely something different about older cars even I feel like cars where you turn the key versus like my BMW which is a push button starter it doesn't quite feel the same as like turning the key like there's something about and maybe it's uh, has something to do with like dominance maybe it you know it's uh, I don't know it's almost like pegging the car (laughs) Um, but you know inserting a phallic uh object phallic shaped object into a tiny like slit you know and then cramming it in there and twisting it and getting you know for the car to turn over there's something kind of erotic about using a key and I've never heard anyone talk about this when I've had conversations about pedal pumping but I find that the push button is just not as It's not as sexy to me as cranking or turning a key upon starting. I'm curious what you guys think about that. Like in my analogy, is it, you know, kind of like, is it, is it way out there or have you thought about it before? Let me know. Feel free to email me at mimifootnip at gmail.com. I love getting your emails and I love reading them on the podcast and sharing them and then getting more feedback. Often after I read an email, the author of the email will write me back and say, oh, you asked all these questions and here's some, here's some more insights or here's my opinion. And I love that. And I'm hoping that once I can cycle through most of these emails, I can get back around to some of your responses and replies. 
I'm going to have to somehow like integrate that and work that in to the episodes. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm just like got so much to say about this email even though it's shorter than a lot of other emails I've received there's a lot of good stuff packed in here and it's really nicely written so thank you for that I'm really interested in how you said that before you got married you told your future wife about it which I two thumbs up that's great I love when people communicate about their sexuality and their fetishes and their preferences. I mean, I think it's it's so healthy to... And this isn't to shame anyone that's not in that place with their partner. But I do think that it's really great when partners can be open. And, and I commend that. Uh, I think we should as- aspire to that. Or at least I personally do. Which is actually... <laughs> makes me kind of think of a funny like little side anecdote I want to toss in which is so my boyfriend my partner is uh, living in a different state currently for a job and so we FaceTime a lot and sometimes I like I'll wave my wiggle my toes at him or wave my feet at him on the screen and he is not into feet he is not into pedal pumping like he's not into any of it like it's just not his thing this is like all my thing and he's great he's supportive and he's when he when when he's around he films for me you know he's great he's he's but it's just not he just doesn't get turned on at all by pedal pumping or feet and so I'll like wave wiggle my toes and like wave my toes at him or something I'll be like hey baby trying to kind of flirt with him and he's like oh there they are again those things (laughs) oh those things again (laughs) it's kind of his response okay wait how did I get off on this tangent oh just about you know communicate open communication between in in a couple in a relationship about preferences and fetishes and I think it's fun to kind of like harass him a little bit with my feet and I think it's cute that he kind of uh, rolls his eyes and just kind of goes along with me (laughs) I find it amusing anyway I think it's really interesting your wife bought a floor mounted Toyota gas pedal okay so when I first read this I was thinking, oh, she bought a Toyota with a floor-mounted gas pedal. And then as I kept reading, I was like, oh, she just bought the gas pedal. And then you mounted it on a board. So it was like, you know, kind of like a like a footwell or whatever for, you know, a car floorboard with a pedal mounted on it. And... Um, And then you had cranking sound, so you could just kind of like have a a reenactment inside without having to go and sit in a car, which is a really cool idea. I'm wondering how that compares. Like, do you feel like it's comparable to the experience you would have in a car? Or is it just kind of like the next best thing and it's convenient because it can just, you can have it inside your home rather than like out in the car. I definitely feel like there is something kind of lost with the bucket seats and this huge like center console that divides the space between the driver and the passenger. I really like 
bench seating where you can get good views of my feet. <laughs> I drive an old car. I mean, one of my cars, my Jeep, right? It's a 1962. So it's carbureted. It has floor mounted pedals. It has, well, they're not, it's not really a bench seat, but there's no like center console between the seats. There's no computer in my Jeep that requires me to have my foot on the brake. The only time I put my foot on the brake to start it is if I'm on a hill or something because it has a handbrake, like an emergency brake. It has like a handbrake, but it is so hard for me to engage that I need to like basically use both hands and both feet and kind of leverage my body weight like to pull back on this handbrake and if I'm on a hill I can't do that because I need to have my feet on the brake so um, I try not to park on hills <laughs> if, I, if possible because it makes it difficult to start the car because of the brake situation anyway so I get it, like it's a very different experience than getting in my Volvo or getting in my BMW. And if I could afford another classic car or, or five, I would if I had a huge garage and enough money to do that. But right now I've got one and I, and I love it. I would absolutely love to create more content in classic cars. And if anyone has a classic car that they would like me to even just do a photo shoot in or do a driving video, it doesn't necessarily have to be cranking. Although I know that's always exciting when, you know, you try to start the car and maybe it doesn't start the first time or the second time. Maybe it takes a few a few good cranks to get it going. But I definitely am open. Now that I'm fully vaccinated, I'm open to traveling. We need to make more content in these old cars. And, you know, once a video is filmed, it, it can go into the uh, pedal pumping library for all time. So I, you say that you think the situation will only become worse Unless, you know, more people step up and try to preserve the best aspects of the golden age. Yes, that's true about the golden age, I think. But I also think that pedal pumping is here to stay. And I don't know, I'd like to believe that it, it has a future. I guess because I just only recently found my way to pedal pumping and it's like new to me. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like I'm late to the party and it's over. The party's over? Wait, what? No, I just got here. Like, I want, you know, <laughs> I'm ready to party and, like, make some pedal bumping videos and, like, let's do this. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's on its way out and different kinds of pedal pumping, like fast driving. I mean, that's a thing. Uh, it's really hard for me to make fast driving videos. I live... In the Bay Area, and there's not, there's a lot of traffic here, so it's not like I have a lot of open roads where I can just go speeding safely and without consequence. I do think that there are different aspects of pedal pumping that could potentially be transferred to other 
situations or objects or scenarios like damsel in distress there's other ways to like let's say in the future cars are autonomous and the car malfunctions and now you've got like say a woman trying to like her car is speeding out of control and and you know she's not able to operate it and that would be an incredibly stressful damsel in distress type scenario and maybe that would require some hollywood type level production in order to create a video where you know the car's driving itself and blah 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 but um can you tell my brain's kind of mush this morning because I'm like blah 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 whatever (laughs) you guys you guys read my mind right you understand we're like vibed up we're synced up you you know what I'm thinking like to make that to pull off that kind of a, a video might might require like higher production like studio production or some special effects or something like that but I do think it's possible that for the fetish to continue. I just don't know what new iteration it may appear in. Like struggling with your car is not as common. You know, car technology is so good now that we don't really have scenarios of like struggling to get cars started. But I wonder if there's other things that might replace pedals. And maybe not. Maybe it's kind of like tying women up to railroad tracks or something like early like noir film damsel in distress type type really vintagey old timey stuff. I guess my guess is as good as yours as far as where you think the future of pedal pumping is going. It doesn't seem like cars are going away. You know, it feels like cars are here to stay, at least in, um, you know, they're such a huge part of American life. They're part of your car is part of your identity. I feel like cars represent independence and freedom. And I don't think that we're going to stop driving cars Although maybe we will stop driving cars and we'll just ride in them if they get to the point of being autonomous. But I'll still have my my old cars, my Jeep, my BMW. I, I, I don't really plan to get rid of my cars. I'm very, I get very attached to my cars. I'm like in a relationship with my cars for until until they're done until they absolutely cannot be fixed or I really get attached (laughs) anybody that knows me knows that like I keep my cars for decades I don't imagine that I would ever get rid of my BMW or my Jeep I might acquire more cars or new cars in the future but as long as I can like legally register my cars and have a place to keep them. I I don't see myself ever getting rid of the cars that I have now. So let's keep them keep them on the road. And like I said, if you have thoughts you want to share with me about this episode or about anything related to pedal pumping, feel free to do so. I I really welcome that. You can reach me at mimifootnip at gmail.com, please. Forgive me in advance if I don't reply to your email, you know, like if I don't write you back, but I definitely will get to it on the podcast. Just keep it classy, you know. There's some things that I might 
I might not want to read, especially if it involves something that wasn't consented to. So if you send me an email about a situation that where uh, somebody didn't consent to something sexual, yeah, I think that's my hard. My hard limit is there's got to be consent. Informed consent, I guess I should clarify. Informed consent, I think, is important to me. And I hope it's important to you. And if it's not, then tell me why. I'd, I'd like to know that, too. I'd like to understand better why that wouldn't be an important factor. All right, so let's wrap up this week's podcast. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening. I know in the past I've talked about doing a Patreon. I still am kind of on the fence about that because I'm concerned that it might just create a lot of extra work for me and not really generate enough money to make it worth it. I am not just all about money, but the reality is like I only have so many hours in a day and I do need to spend my time, like my working hours doing things that are going to support me economically because, you know, your girl's got bills to pay and, you know, we all have, we all live in the same reality of like it costs money to live. And so I have to kind of balance my the time that I have available for income producing activities and really try to put my time and effort where it's going to most be most enjoyable to me and also be most beneficial to me. Um, kind of both like in terms of my mental health and in terms of my bank account. So if you want to contribute, you can always send me like a one-off tip on PayPal. That's awesome. Uh, you can subscribe to my Avian Stars or OnlyFans. You can I do custom content on kind of a limited basis. Feel free. <laughs> of course, no, you're under absolutely no obligation. Oh, and I also have a clip store, right? Clips for sale. I have um, clips available for purchase and clips uh, clips for sale. But you're absolutely under no obligation to buy anything or pay me anything. I mean, I'm just I'm stoked you're listening to the podcast and interacting with me around pedal pumping. But if you do want to, you know, chip in or help out, I'm I'm more than appreciative. I am like super duper uber grateful because like I said in the beginning of this podcast I'm a puddle pumping addict and you know all addicts need a way to fund their addiction (laughs) so I thank you I thank you so much for your listenership your support stay safe out there stay safe on the road and uh Keep pedal pumping alive. Let me know. Email me. Let me know what you're doing or what you'd like to see happen to keep pedal pumping alive. Thanks so much, guys. See you next week.